The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. Your host is Jackie McLennigan. In this program, we'll show you how to make your marketing plan work by helping you stand out and become a bigger player in your industry. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jackie McLennigan. I'm about to tell you a story that is so shocking, so horrific and amazing that your mind will be blown. Now, this story is going to make you laugh. It's going to make you cry, probably at the exact same time, but it's going to leave you completely inspired. Okay, I'm actually not going to tell you that story because I don't have a story like that, but <laughs> what I'm going to do today, <laughs> I, I wish I did, it would have been awesome, but what we're going to do today is I'm going to talk to you, I have a special guest, and we're going to talk to you about the importance of storytelling in our marketing. Now, in marketing, there's two kinds of stories that we tell, and those are the ones that we tell to ourselves, the internal kind of stories, and then those stories that we tell to others. And I really believe that it's crucial that we work to bring these two stories together in a really empowering, aligned kind of way so that we can enjoy success in both our business and our lives. But I really think that the magic happens when we tell stories that allow others to see themselves in the plot line. So they can step into our shoes, they can feel what we feel, and they can kind of, you know, pick up what we're putting down and maybe drop it again because it's sticky. We don't know. <laughs> but they get what we're talking about. <laughs> um, so when people pick up what we're putting down, they really start to connect with our brands and they connect with us as individuals and companies. So all the great... Uh, big brands out there, they really capitalize on that power. And one of the very best um, kind of guerrilla online content, new agey, not new agey, but new style marketer is Seth Godin. And he talks about the power of storytelling all the time. But I really think that we need to have stories that we tell that connect people to us on, a, on an emotional level, but they're really done with authenticity and integrity. And so... I'm very excited today to have a special guest named Ian Garlic. So welcome, Ian. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks for having me. You got me scared there because I was like, I know. am I supposed to be telling this story? <laughs> what is this story? What's happening? No, um, I'm excited that you're here because for those of you who don't know Ian Garlic, you really should because he's an amazing storyteller. And not only is he this great storyteller, he also knows how to draw this out in other people. He's a, a businessman who has made his uh, success on the fact that he can do this. He's got a company called Authentic Web, which does which helps people tell their story online. And you do that a lot with web, with uh, automation, but most importantly, video, one of our shared common passions, right, Ian? <laughs> yes. Yeah, video yeah, yeah. is the best way to do it. Yeah, I think it's amazing. Now, I met, I met you. You know where I met you, but they don't know where I met you, so I'm going to tell them. Here's the story. Um, I met the real story. Tell them the made-up story <laughs> about, like, Icon or something. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That one. Right, right, right. Well, I was going to tell, tell them the story where I met you at a conference in Phoenix where everybody there at the time that I met you was telling amazing stories. But that's because we were all drinking. I'm just kidding. It was networking. <laughs> networking. That's where the stories happen in the networking. I'm teasing. But I found you super charismatic. And I think that really helps, obviously, when you're marketing and you're in business for yourself. It helps that you have that kind of natural charisma. But I really think that you kind of perfected your storytelling skills. And I want to know how you did that because this isn't something, I mean, people are born with innate talents, but there's, there's a process that you go through, right? So why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself and about Authentic Web and how you got into what you do? Um, well, I got into Authentic Web. We do video storytelling. And, we, and not only do we create the videos, but we create the video. Uh, variety of different videos for our clients that are a documentary style storytelling process and educational process for them. And it's a discovery process for us. But then we create a variety of videos that we then use all the different media out there to put the video out there. And we've been so honed to think, okay, we need a video. It's going to be our commercial. Mm -hmm. and that's how we use the video. But really, you have to think about the story and when are you telling the story and who are you telling the story to? Because those stories change. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I realized that everyone does have a story and they mm -hmm. want to tell it to a different person. Uh, actually, when I was working in New York in internet marketing as a consultant for uh, law firms uh, for a Fortune 500 company, and um, I was driving, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm working and selling all this internet marketing, and really, it, it seems like a lot of the same stuff, but all these people have great yeah. stories. And I was listening to Seth Godin talk um, about authenticity. He's like, you know, everyone has authenticity, but the authenticity is really what rings true to the listener. And it doesn't really mm -hmm. have to be a complete story. It just has to be the story that rings true. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Oh. yeah. So that's where, you know, Authentic Web came from was, you know, finding these stories and helping these small businesses tell them, small, medium-sized businesses tell them. Because small and medium-sized businesses look at big businesses and think they have to market that way, but really they yeah. should be taking advantage of their individual stories and the fact that they don't have to sell to everyone. They should sell to yeah. people that they want to work with. I love that, you know, but you're, you're actually stepping on my toes here because I was going to say all that cool stuff that you just said. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I'm just in agreement with you. I'm in agreement 100%. And, you know, I was going to talk to you about a few things like Small business owners, they do want to copy other people. And I hear sometimes this, you know, the way people tell stories and it doesn't feel like them. It feels like they've taken a model or, or an example and they try to replicate that. Do you find that in your line of work and do you have some kind of process that you help people get rid of that? Yeah. I mean, it is, it's such a, a the me too philosophy. It's especially bad in professional services because there's that peer you look to your peers and you're like, well, I want to be like them. So let me tell the, the same story the same way as them because it's working for them. Mm -hmm. And um, the way we do it is, I mean, through our document, we ask a lot of questions. I mm -hmm. mean, we interview people. If we're going to make a, a three minute video, we interview them for three hours. And that seems like a lot, but you got to ask the right questions over and over again and get them really talking and also understand who they want to talk to. Because, you know, that's the key to storytelling is understanding the context, the, the situation. You know, I talk a lot about situation because we really are a different person in every situation. So mm -hmm. you might not know exactly, you might know exactly who you're talking to, but understand their situation. 
you know, are, is it late at night at a networking event and you're telling a story or is it <laughs> at 8 a.m. the next morning and you're telling a story? Those are two different stories and you tell them two different ways. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, even though you're talking to the same person, so understanding that stuff, we take a lot of time to understand who they're talking to, when we're talking to these people yeah. and the different stories these people need to hear. Oh, you know what? I actually have a really good story about that. Um, I went to a, a comedy club and I watched this performer and he was telling kind of, you know, it was hysterical at the time, totally off-color jokes, raunchy, and we're laughing. We're sitting around in that kind of that vibe, that dark club, you know, and you're, you get into the mode and you're laughing. And then I went to, um, you know, maybe several weeks later, an ophthalmology golf tournament. So professional ophthalmologists. <laughs> So very different crowds. And they brought the same comedian in and he told the same routine. Well, he really didn't get the same kind of reaction. You can kind of imagine that. Everyone was like, oh, this was a bad move here. (laughs) And I think, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's what you're talking about, right? Knowing your audience. And why do you think that um, people struggle with that? It's, it's because we've been conditioned by advertising to blanket it and to t- that we have to tell the same story over and over again. And now with technology, you can be so specific and you can change it. And also, we, we try and get everything out in a single story, mm-hmm. not realizing that, hey, we have to tell a few different stories to a few different people, engage their interest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny you're asking me how I learned to tell stories, and it's really, I became... I grew up in a family that told stories all the time, but then I, I went and became, I, after college and during college, I was a bar, uh, bartender for a long time. And I, we, <laughs> I bartended like some big name places and the key to being a good bartender is not being able to make great drinks and this mixology stuff. Well, I could do that. It, it's telling stories and you have to know who that person is. And you tell the same story 20 different times, hundred different times a night but you yeah. tell it in a different way and you pay attention to the people. And, um, and, and I, I think the, the reason is, is that people have a problem with that is because they, they're, you, they've been, they've been told by advertisers that, Hey, we tell one story all the time. Yeah. And uh, also, you know, maybe you've grown up in a small group of people where you've told that one story to one group of people. So you're not used to telling that story over and over and over again. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, you know, I was a bartender too. Did you know this? I did <laughs> we not share know that. That's why we get another reason we get along. <laughs> yeah, we like telling stories. We like videos, and we used to be bartenders. Right on. Um, no, I think that uh, I think that another thing too, and I don't know if you'd agree with me here, but I sure hope you will. <laughs> People want to tell that right, one yeah. story in one chunk because we think we have one shot, right? And it becomes down to <clears throat> mindset like, oh my God, if I don't tell this person everything about myself right now, I will not make this sale and I'll starve and I'll die, right? <laughs> so I think yeah, mindset, exactly. right? Um, you did a, I don't know if you're still doing this, but I liked it. You did uh, Mindset Mondays, a little, uh, I shouldn't say a little, it was short clips about mindset. Do you still do that or? I actually do it every single morning, five days a week on my podcast, Dial of Inbound, not to be a shameless plug, but it's five <laughs> minutes every morning, and it's honing your marketing mindset. It's crucial, crucial, because wow. people make these mistakes all the time. Yeah. It's mindset mistakes. It's not tactics. Yeah. Tell us about some of the mindset mistakes people make and maybe some of the process that you do around that. Uh, I mean, the, the number, one of the big ones I talk about is the fundamental attribution error. And it's the idea that it's, and that's a known psychological trick that we play, that people are 
the, we sell to a personality when in fact the personality has a very low correlation scientifically to the actual decision-making process. And we decide based on this, the situation. So that's mm-hmm. a big mindset for people to get into. You know, mm-hmm. and I say to people, you know, if a woman walks into Starbucks at, at five o'clock, what is she ordering? And everyone says latte. Now, if I tell you she's a professional and her husband just called on the way over and is filing divorce, what is she ordering? And it's 90 <laughs> degrees in Florida. You know, it's like, yeah, she's leaving. Everyone says she's leaving to go to the bar. Yeah. Keep coming back to drinking. But um, you know, that's, a, <laughs> that, that's a big one. Um, you know, the, the scarcity mindset is another one that we talk about. Mm-hmm. It's scarcity versus abundance. That you, you're, People are afraid if they give away all their information and give away everything that they know that people aren't going to come to them where, and that there's not enough business for me, you know, you could do the exact same thing I do. And I'd be willing to tell you everything I do because we're going to do it slightly different for slightly different people. And yeah. there's a plenty to go around for all of us. So that, that sense of abundance, I think is crucial in our marketing. Yeah. You know, it's funny too, cause there's a, a quiz that I like Go, uh, people going through and they answer these questions. And really, I mean, if I asked you, are you prepared and willing to invest your time and energy to reach success? What are you going to say? <laughs> you're going to say, of course I am, you know, but again, you're 100% right. These stories, these are the internal stories that I was sort of alluding to at the beginning that we tell yeah. ourselves. And, and I don't even know sometimes if we hear them, you know, no. like, yeah, you can kind yeah. of get this going in your head. And, and it's really, I think, about shifting mindset. It's about listening to that voice and going, did I hear that correctly? Did I just tell myself I wasn't good enough? Because <laughs> that's, that's bad. I don't want to do that story anymore. And it becomes about awareness, right? Mm-hmm. It do is you- awareness. That's why I, I, t- I tell people every morning, you know, I do the mindset mornings not just for my clients and my audience, but also for myself. Mm-hmm. Because... It, no matter what, we're humans and our mindsets drift. And to think otherwise is a, a bad, is, is a big mindset problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get scared. We have a lot of blocks that hold us back. Um, I know you kind of talked a little bit about the tools. Do you think that uh, in with so many different ways that people can get their message out there now, that, they're, uh, that that becomes a block for them too? It does. It, it yeah. does because they're scared. Mm-hmm. But if you... If you it's overwhelming, but if you start with the person and the situation, if you start saying, hey, here's this person I want to talk to, mm-hmm. and here's the scene that in which I want to be. Okay, this woman's driving in her car. I want to be there to help her. Mm-hmm. Now, how would you help her? And, and you know, as marketers, we talk a lot about lead magnets, and, and you would mm-hmm. never say, oh, I'd give her this lead magnet, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. Hey, Jackie, I see you're crying because your husband, you know, is filing divorce. Here's a lead magnet on, on divorce. I mean, that's <laughs> hey. the worst thing in the world. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's, it, but that's what we're doing. A lot of marketers do. Instead, yeah. you go, you know, I would tell her this and this. Okay, you're going to tell her, you know, it's all right. and Life's going to be great. And, and, and we're going to figure this out together. Mm-hmm. And now you, now you think that now, how since I'm not really there, what's the thing that is around her that I can put myself in that situation? Oh, she probably has her cell phone on her. Or maybe mm-hmm. it's text marketing. Or maybe, you know, it's, it's an Instagram ad or Insta- uh, Instagram post saying, hey, you know what? Hang in there. Everything's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and now, now it all makes sense. Now, 
you know, six months from now, Instagram doesn't work, but you still have that situation that you want to market to. So you just look in the car again. You're like, well, what is she listening to? Oh, oh yeah, there she's, she's on Musical.ly. Pay attention to sad music videos. I'll put a sad music video up too. About <laughs> You're not helping. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're making her more sad. No, I, I'm just kidding. I, I actually get the point. The point is that's, I see that too all the time. People get really, uh, I'm going to make videos. I'm going to do podcasts. I'm going to blog. And they say that, or I'm going to make a lead magnet. And I hear that all the time from business owners, but they don't know who they're talking to and they don't know their own value that they're bringing to it. And I'm hearing mm-hmm. from you that it really comes down to listening, right? Listening and oh. observing, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's and, the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I appreciate that too. Now, I enjoyed so much uh, your presentation a few weeks ago in Phoenix. For those of you who Thank don't you. know what he was doing, it was awesome. I had invited Ian down to be the keynote speaker of a connection conference. And I didn't even, I barely paid attention to what you were going to talk about. I just knew you were going to be awesome. <laughs> so I wasn't worried about the whole thing. But it was actually even more interesting than I had expected because you did something I thought that was really cool because everyone's coming to this conference because we want to learn small business strategy and we want to learn marketing. But you took a personal story and then you weaved in information with that, right? Is that a technique that Mm -hmm. you knew how to do that you just kind of did that was amazing? But can you tell us a bit about, is that a specific technique? It is. It is. And it's, it's a technique that I've worked on for a long time and always had to tell stories and have stories ready. Um, you know, when I was in a a consulting role, I always sold the stories Mm -hmm. and you know, you could give people all the data you want. They'll forget it, but you can, it's amazing. You do a one offhand story and eight months later, Hey, remember when you told me about this? (laughs) So I, you know, you, 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 and we all have stories. We all have stories and, you know, it's just a matter of paying attention to them and seeing how they, um, how they work. And the fact that, you know, the same story can work for 10 different reasons too. And and we all live a life that has some story in it. And so, uh, you know, weaving that story in, it's like, I just know, I know my audience, you have a good story and a good story has exposition, conflict and a resolution. And then, you know, and what do you want that resolution to tell someone? And what do you want that conflict to tell someone? And, and then you put it all together. Yeah. And well, you know, I'm going to, when we come back, because we're going to go to a commercial break here in a second. When we come back, I want to dig a little bit more deeper into those elements, because I think you have some really great tips that you can share with people around that. So when we come back, we are going to learn the elements of great storytelling. We're going to hear more great stories from Ian, and we'll have, you know, maybe even a touch base a little bit on the video and the technology behind it. So we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. 
Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M. at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. Welcome back. We're here with Ian Garlic of Authentic Web, and Ian is a master storyteller, a video uh, technologist, specialist, uh, master of automation, and also he was uh, one of our keynote speakers at the Connection Conference. That's where we left off. Now, when uh, you were doing your story, I really liked that because you were talking about how you proposed to your wife and how you completely flubbed it up repeatedly, I might add. <laughs> <laughs> and what was, it was so cool because you're telling this story, you're weaving in these points uh, that are, you know, people are writing notes and then they're stopping and they're not writing anymore. They're, they're back sucked into what's going to happen next. And I noticed that you had left us hanging in these parts where we're like, well, what happened? You know, did it work? Did you say this? So um, I wanted you to maybe, do you have a, a, a version of that that you can kind of share with us? Because I really did enjoy it. And I think people like to hear about this and, and how you use that technique to weave in the points that you were making for the audience. Okay. I'm going to tell you the ultra short version. Okay. I decided to, my wife and I dated for eight years before getting engaged. And, um, and when I finally decided to get engaged, I had a lot of pressure on me, but I didn't want to tell anyone because everyone in my family, um, likes to tell stories. (laughs) 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 As we said before. Um, so I went and got an engagement ring in New York and I went to this ultra secret place to get it. So you had to pay cash and, and no one knew about it. And I got, I mean, obviously I got, I worked out and got a good deal, but I, since I had to pay cash, I didn't won't lose the ring because I wasn't financing it. So <laughs> I lose everything in my life. Like literally at that event, I lost like a, a hard drive. The event I spoke at, I lost a hard drive. <laughs> I, I can lose, I lose something like every day. So I do too. Um, we have that in common too. Adorable. <laughs> uh, so I carried this ring around and I flew back. I got in New York, came back to Orlando and I carried the ring around for a month and decided, you know, I was going to propose in New York close to where we lived and go on this rock. And then we we're going to go have a nice lunch at this fancy restaurant where I knew a bunch of people and have champagne and everyone's going to be like, Hey, and, uh, and we, you know, and at that time, big proposals were a big deal. So I wanted to video it too. So we had it cause I'm a video guy. Mm-hmm. So I get my video camera, get the ring and we go to New York and I carry the ring and the video camera everywhere with me. And we ended up because the subway got stuck. We ended up late to the timing of it to get in there for the, for me to propose. And there were a ton of people up on this big rock in Central Park where there used to be no one ever. 
what is going on here? So I'm like trying to maneuver it and I didn't want to do, I'm a little, even though I do video, it's like a private, I'm private. I don't feel like the video camera is people are watching. Um, so I put, you know, we get ready and I'm trying to do it. And then my wife's like, we're going to be late for lunch. I'm like, it'll be all right. They'll hold our reservation. They know us. She's like, no, we're going to be late. And we get in a big argument and I'm like, well, this isn't going to work. So I'm like, let's calm down. I'll go propose at lunch. Mm-hmm. And we get to lunch and no proposal happens for a variety of reasons. And I had to tell everyone, no, no, no champagne, no congratulations. <laughs> and there just wasn't a right time again with all that New York stuff because we lived in New York. So we, you know, seen friends and everything. There's tons of people around all the time. And so I flew back to Orlando with her with the ring in my bag. And so now it's been like 45 days of carrying around this expensive diamond ring and no one knows about it. So I can't like have anyone hold it for me. So I decide, you know, I get back and I'm like, well, how am I going to do this? And we were going up to North Carolina to her family's cabin. And there's, it's in the mountains. And then at the top of a mountain, there's a big hike and there's no cell phone reception and beautiful views everywhere. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be perfect, and I'll get engaged there. So, But this was now going to be two, two and a half months, three months <laughs> out, actually, at this point. So I, I tell people, I'm like, you know, I felt like friggin' Frodo, yeah. Lord of the Rings, dragging the ring around. I'm like, oh, this is how he felt. Right? And, like, literally going to the top of the mountain. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, and I have big, hairy, nasty feet like him, too. So, oh, that's um, funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, I, so we get to, to North Carolina, drive, you know, we drove up, so I'm carrying my bag. My wife's like, aren't you going to put that bag down? I'm like, no. And uh, I carry it. We get, we go for this hike and needless to say, I get to the top or we, we go for the hike and we're, we're going up there and we get halfway up the mountain and her phone rings and it's her best friend. And she's in town, happens to be in town in this little town in North Carolina. No one else goes to, and she wants to have lunch with us. And I'm like, I'm like, but let's go to the top of the mountain. No, no, we got to get down. Of course we get another argument. Oh Um, no. Well, I'm under a lot of stress at this point. I'm like, you know, maybe this is a sign that I shouldn't get engaged. (laughs) Uh, you know, this is happening. So we get back down, go to lunch, and then all of a sudden there's a, a weather advisory. That there's going to be a huge snowstorm, and her parents are all coming in, and we're going to be in this cabin together. And I'm like, I can't do this in front of like everyone. That would be really yeah. weird and awkward. And so I'm like, well, what's going to happen next? And then I usually at this point go on with the rest of my talk yeah. because – What's going to happen next? Does he do it? Doesn't yeah. he? And they were sitting there. I, I, you know, everybody in that room was like, I loved it because you kept kind of taking this story and you kept going in with points after this and then you'd circle back to it. Man, it's good. Anyways, sorry. I was excited. <laughs> oh, no. That's awesome. Yeah. But then I used, you know, that, that I actually, you know, you, you should always have that conclusion to the story. You want to make everyone feel good. But mm-hmm. having everyone on the edge of the seat then lets me teach them big points to them and they, they're paying a lot of attention and everyone's brain is now fired up yeah. with all these uh, emotional responses. And there's a lot of science behind it. I'm a big neuroscience geek, mm-hmm. so I don't talk too much about it because I, I used to be, I used to talk to people all the time about neuroscience and they'd be like, what? <laughs> and, 
Like, That's because you're really tall, and they, they can't kind of, like, what, what is he saying way up there? Can you guys hear him? I mean, or maybe that's just me, 5'1". How tall are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm almost 6'7", so... Yeah, so yeah, we, we have, have a discrepancy. <laughs> yeah. We're not alike like that. No. <laughs> Anyways, no. go on. Sorry. Uh, oh, no problem. So we, I mean, in the end, we did getting... I, I put the camera down. My wife's like, why are you putting a camera up? I'm like, we're going to take a family photo with our dogs. And she's like, but why is it a video camera? I'm like, I'm going to use it for photos. And, and you know, <laughs> we start to get a little bit of an argument. I'm like, just sit down. And I'm like, here. <laughs> I didn't get it on my knee or anything. I'm like, here, here's a ring. And I have the video of it. So I usually show the video of it. So if you ever want to see the video of it, you have to come to one of my keynotes. I will. I want to for sure. I think that's so fun. Um, no, I did. I really enjoyed how you did that and you weaved in the points. But what I think happens when you do it that way is that the points that you were making about, you know, elements of story, video making, uh, you were talking even into t- um, some technical stuff about your about page, which I want to talk about in a minute. But people were getting the message about the content even more deeply because it's like you said, they had their brains fired up. And I thought you did it really well because I have a story that I like to talk about. It goes a little something like this. When I was, you know, I think 19 years old, I had a 1975 Dodge Dart. I don't even know if people know what those are. <laughs> this <laughs> junk, junk car, right? And I am kind of, uh, you know, I was distracted doing my thing, driving around, and all of a sudden I get pulled over by the police, right? And I'm like, oh, man. And the policeman puts me in the back of his, his uh, police car, and he's like, you weren't wearing your seatbelt. And I, I don't know why he's from Texas. I live in Canada. You weren't wearing your seatbelt. <laughs> That's how he sounded. <laughs> but anyways, I was like, why? I didn't have my seatbelt on. Are you going to write me a ticket? And he's giving me the gears badly, and I'm sitting there, and I don't know what's happening. And finally, I'm like, look. I was driving. I didn't have my seatbelt on. You caught me. Now I'm going to get a ticket. That is life in the fast lane, sir. And he turns around really slowly and he looks at me and I think, oh, no, I'm dead. And he's like, listen, kid, in a 1975 Dodge Dart, you are not in the fast lane. And I broke up laughing. I thought that was funny. And then he kind of, you know, stopped being a jerk. And and then I go, and that has to do with social media. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because it's social media, you're in the fast lane. So sometimes I grasp these these points, right? And I, I want to tell a story and I want to have it go into a point. But the segue, sometimes I reach a little bit, I and I, I do. <laughs> Sorry. What's, your, what's your thoughts on that? It's still better than not telling I, a story, right? Yeah. I mean, you can more, always work out that segue. Yeah. You can always f- figure it out, you know? And, the, and, and, and you can add a little funny thing into it, like, you know, and then we became Facebook friends. And I ended up selling <laughs> the cop my Dodge Dart. Just kidding. <laughs> that's funny except there was no facebook back then (laughs) exactly but if there would have been facebook yeah he would have been so on my friend list right after that for sure but speaking about social media i think that um people take that that opportunity for granted too you know i know that video is a huge part of social media right now and there's a lot of different elements around that like um uploading natively to facebook and you know the videos playing without the sound how do you get your clients to have videos that are kind of popping out from all of that noise? I, it comes back to just knowing, knowing the story that you want to tell and, and where they are in their, in their situation. Because if, if you tell a good story, if you tell the right story at the right time, mm-hmm. it, it, it works. It's just as simple as that. 
you know, and if you know who you want to talk to and what their situation is, um, it's easy. And, you know, I've been pushing the storytelling thing and, and I, I even, you don't even have to use your own videos all the time. I stole one from Mad Men last night. If you go to my oh. Facebook page, uh, you know, it's, it's so good. I mean, it's one of the best stories, the best marketing stories. And I, I'm definitely a madman fan for the, so am I <laughs> for the advertising stuff. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I Oh, know. I uh, love it. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I started drinking at 11 AM just because Don Draper did. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, yeah, you know, he, t- he tells that story and, uh, and the right people paid attention to it because it, it stood out and it, it showed the power of story. It wasn't just me. And I'm like, man, that's a good story. And it shows the power of nostalgia and stories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something everyone's seen, but it's also this added, it's nostalgia within nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I knew I wanted to show the power of story. And I'm like, well, what does everyone else get? And they love, they love Mad Men and I love Mad Men. So the people that I like are going to pay attention to this. Yeah, because it's yeah. gonna it's gonna benefit them, and and you know you can pull these tricks to get more. You know you can put the verbiage down, make it easier, understand the context of it, uh, understand the context of like Instagram, and everyone's putting up quotes in there. So I started doing animated quotes instead. You can <laughs> play around with that stuff. You know what, what's working right now? Do it a little bit different. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, those are the two things. But if you have to be providing value, you have to be telling the right story at the right time. Yeah, I, I think that you put it well. Obviously, I believe in the power of your personality. That's the tagline of this show. And people have to put their own personality in it. And when you put your own personality in your stories, in your content, in your marketing, you are immediately and inherently adding that value because you're giving something of yourself and you're you're laying yourself open. So personally, I want I want people to have a laugh. If they never bought my products or services or listened to my entire show or did whatever, I'm hoping that I can give my audience a laugh at some point. And that means something to me. That's part of my mission, right? And I think that it, it, it reflects really well. And I know that you have, um, you have a ton of humor, a ton of value, but you really do uh, over-deliver on that information in a really good way, <laughs> if that Thank makes you. sense. Yeah, I, I agree. Because, I mean, I talked to you, you were saying on the break that we had worked together in pretty much every format now except for music videos. So keep your eyes out for our music videos, which are coming soon. Woohoo! We should do rap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think so? I think we should. We can. Yeah, we okay. Should. We'll do it. We'll do it. Um, I had a point with that. <laughs> that and I, I lost it. I old school 90s rap. So. Oh, right on. Yeah, no, I'm down. So elements of storytelling. Um, let's start with, you know, maybe that the, the very first thing. Like, do you prescribe to the, the hook? Like, is there a hook that you need at the beginning? Uh, is that important to I, you I, or I, is it getting too technical here? I, you know, I, I don't think you have to start out with the hook because you can, you can start out. It, it, it depends on the audience, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, and how you're, how well they know you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't have to have a hook at the beginning. I mean, yeah. it, it can be a simple, simple story that you mm-hmm. just tell really well. Yeah. I, I feel. Okay. Well, that's I, fair. Uh, <clears throat> no, that's I, fair enough. I mean, yeah, it, it, it should. I mean, but, but if you don't have a hook at the beginning, you have to get into the conflict pretty fast. 
Yeah. <laughs> so when you had somebody in there talking about a conflict um, in business, would you would that be something that they would put on their about us page? Is that something that you want to show oh, their story yeah. of credibility? Yeah. No. I, I just we were just talking about this today. In, in like, I, I work with a lot of public speakers and, and know a lot of them, and and one of them was asking on Facebook if if she should you know tell like the, this really horror story of when she really collapsed. And I'm like, that's the best one because that puts you out there. And, you know, people are like, well, someone's not going to want to work with me. Like, if, if someone doesn't, if someone, sorry, there's a plane flying by. Uh, uh, I'm all <laughs> uh, If someone doesn't want to work with you because of the hard time in your life or a mm-hmm. time when you fell down, that's probably not someone you want to work with anyways. Yeah. So it, it, it helps you out. But, yeah, the, 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 you know, I've got a client that was, I've got two clients actually that were in rehab and lost everything and started back up and they put that out there. And that's a cr- critical part of their, their life and their story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, yesterday I was talking to a, a big business, the guy that sold his business for uh, 10 figures and starting a new business. And he's talking about when he had no money and, you know, it was tons of credit card debt. Yeah. You know, those, know. those are the stories people remember. It can be really inspiring. I heard a woman and she had, you know, same kind of thing. Uh, not even about, this wasn't even about her trying to put this out there as a story. She was just telling it because it inspired her. And she lost everything and she had a small child and she wanted to basically just work. No job, no nothing. Didn't even know how she was going to survive. And what she did was she went to a friend's house and this friend went around and collected all these gift cards from people and sort of gave her this care package that, and it meant a lot to her in this really tough time. And she was so inspired by that, that she started a foundation and a business and she wanted to really use that story to give back, right? So it is so crucial that people tell those meaningful things, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, 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 it, and I think the key word is meaningful, too, because uh, that forced, you know, I'm going to tell you the story because I know I need to tell you a horrific, shocking story. That doesn't feel right either. So No. Yeah. No, but if it's something that's meaningful to you, and, but I always tell people, you know, if it's, if it's meaningful to you and you're like, and you're a little bit scared to say it, that's probably the thing that you need to tell people. Yeah. That's pro- probably the one thing that most people need to hear. And they'll connect with you on that deeper basis. Yeah, yeah, you'll be amazed at what happens when people do that. Um, yep. We're gonna quickly go to a break here, and when we come back, we will talk some more about this. I'm really, you know, kind of interested when we return from the break to maybe talk about the process of how you would take somebody and draw them out of their shell. So when we return, we'll we'll talk to Ian some more about the power of storytelling. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel, and get Amplified. 
What if every day was a good day for business? Because every decision you made was the best choice. What if you could receive regular input from credible sources and could acquire all the precise information you need exactly when you need it so you can make the right decision every single time? Because There's More challenges you to make better decisions. Join Laura Ellis every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel and learn how to think differently for better decisions, better business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M. at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. Welcome back. We are talking about the power of storytelling in our marketing and how to engage people to build that tribe. And we're here with Ian Garlic. So, Ian, you've been talking or you've been traveling a ton lately. Hey, you've been all over um, the U.S. and you're going around helping clients draw that story to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and, I have. Um, so, mostly, have you been going and doing the the video storytelling work? Is that what you've been doing with these people? Um, yeah, so we do a documentary-style video process where we ask them questions. Mm-hmm. Um, we also interview their clients. Oh, um, okay. You know, you know, I just got done with a uh, with an awesome food delivery service called Factor Seventy Five um, that does uh, paleo method, paleo meals delivered, kind of paleo, but incredible food delivered. But they have, you know, that that's good. But they have this beautiful story of how they started and how it's evolved and. And oh, why man. they do what they do, and 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 that's to me is the that to me is the awesome part. And we yeah. all you know because we we buy from people we like, yeah. And and that and that's all there is to it. So yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. that's what I've been doing and uh, spending a lot of time doing it. Yeah, I know. I've been I've been following your Snapchat and Instagram and all your social media because you always have these fun, exciting things that you're doing. I actually saw that. I saw you were doing some filming right on in the kitchen, and it looked amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was jealous. Yeah, but uh, the process with that, when you're going to a client and you're going to make them a video, do you make different kinds of videos? Is it a, the About Us page? What is the, What do they call you and what do they want? What is the most important thing that they should be making first? Um, I, I think the place most people get the most leverage is the About Us page. It's the second most used page on your website. Yeah. The page that's least used optimized <laughs> and um you know a lot of people just put their cv up but it's such an opportunity for you such yeah an opportunity in, in so, what way because people the buying process is no like and trust mm-hmm. you can't skip any part of that you can't have people trust you right away on your web page like we were talking before you can't try and tell that all the stories at once mm-hmm. so and we all go to the about us page uh, we want to see who's who runs this company, what they're about. Do I like them? Do I not? And people yeah. will sometimes put like their core values, which is okay, but they don't tell stories. It's your opportunity because now people know and like you a little bit. Mm-hmm. To, to really get them to like you and trust you on your About Us page. And you tell your story in the context of that person. Like we said, it's always about context. 
mm-hmm. the context of that person. Because really the most important story of all the stories out there is the, sto- the story of the person that you're talking to. Yeah, instead so, of like, oh, I do this and I do that and here's my credentials and blah, 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 right? Yeah. So I, I like yeah. that documentary style. When you go to these clients, because I know that you travel to them and you really immerse yourself in that, do you uh, have a process that you go through beforehand? Do they know what you're going to do? Do you ask those questions or is it all like face-to-face? Well, they don't know the questions I'm going to ask. And some, it's because I do work with a lot of entrepreneurs. Most mm-hmm. entrepreneurs are type A. And they're going to want to have an answer. And they're going yeah. to have a prepared answer. That's not authentic. And every time I'm like, no, 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 no. And then someone does it. And I'm like, ugh, it's horrible. So I'm like, oh, I, I love like, that. It, it's, it's, not, it's not good. Because you're not telling your, your story. You're not a storyteller. I mean, you're not a, a professional marketer. Most people are not. Mm-hmm. And they're definitely not professional actors. I mean, you have stage experience. So you can do it. But <laughs> you make it seem effortless because you done it so much well these people have it so i don't ask them the questions ahead of time we do yeah. talk a lot about their ideal client and mm-hmm. the process their 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 situations we actually storyboard out the client story mm-hmm. and how we're going to mark beforehand and and you know i've got a book coming out called situation marketing where you oh, wow. that process of how mm-hmm. to move people from the, in their situation because mm-hmm. here's the way, what most of us do is like, well, here's my process. Like, no one cares about your process. They care about their process. Yeah. So we spend a lot of time understanding that. And then we, I go and ask questions around their process. What are the questions that they want to know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I find how that story will relate to it. And uh, every time it's awesome because it's this amazing discovery when I go mm-hmm. through it. And I love it because every time I'm like, is this going to work this time? Is this going to work this time? <laughs> and every time it works, but there's always that doubt. And I, I, I've been talking a lot, but I, I you know, if this, this is one of the things I haven't told a lot of people, but you're, you're hearing it first here. It's, scary. it's scary to go out and do it because you, you, you care about these people's businesses. At least I do. I really care. And I want this to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Every time I want it to be the best thing ever for them. And, you know, I'm like, well, what's wrong with me? Why am I always scared? And then I read this quote by Woody Allen. And, I mean, Woody Allen's won how many Academy Awards and been nominated Mm -hmm. and made 60 or 70 major motion picture films with all the biggest actors. And he's scared every single time throughout the entire, up to the process and throughout the entire filmmaking process until the movie gets out. (sighs) And, And I'm like, well... You know, if he's nervous, I mean, I guess it's all right for me to be nervous doing this. Yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I get you. I get you. Because that's the same thing, too. You know, you said, oh, you have stage presence and you're out there. But when I'm in front of a live audience giving a presentation, I get so nervous every time. And I feel like, is that ever going to go away? (laughs) So I like hearing you say that for sure. Yeah. I I don't see that at all when, when you're up there. So, well, it's because uh, it's a process and it, it's probably the same with you. I doubt your clients go, oh man, this guy looks like he's so scared. Maybe we made a bad choice. I doubt they see that, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not like that nervous. I'm, I'm, I have the process. You're not like even the <laughs> shaking in, in the fetal position in the corner. This is what you've no. heard here first. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> messing with you. And so, so you go there, and how long does this whole thing take? So I know you interview them for three hours or so. How long? By yeah. that time, you probably have a really good grasp on how to, you know, put it in the can. That's video. Yeah, terms. I mean, it's it's two days, uh, up to two days that I spend with the people, 
mm-hmm. really getting to know their business and, and videoing them or what a member of our team goes. It depends on, you know, their level of engagement with us. But mm-hmm. we have this entire process that I've developed now over seven years um, that we spend a couple of days, then we take a lot of notes, we come back, and we actually have segments that we have about eight or nine different types of video that we create from the bio videos on the About Us page to all the way up to what we call the overview video, which is what pe- most people think of video. It's more like a commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these types of videos in between. Um, and they're all necessary for that buying process. But each one of them has certain things that we've found that videos that work really well need. Like they, they, you need your why in there, why mm-hmm. you do what you do. Your value proposition needs to be in there. Your, obviously, the services um, you need to adjust people, address people's fears in the videos. And then you, of course, most of the videos should have a call to action, but they mm-hmm. don't have a call to action. They should open a loop into another video. So, Oh yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of science behind it too. There is. And I know that there's been a culture and I, I've been part of this too, where I would be telling people before, make video, make video, do it yourself, video, go on ahead and do that. And you know, ultimately, there's a lot of roadblocks in there because I had to go through a massive learning curve because I make videos. I like doing it. It's a it's a fun hobby. It's fun for me to do. But a lot of people have, you know, they think I'm going to do this. They go out and they buy all this equipment. But it's so much harder than people think and not because of the technology, but because of the exact thing that you're doing with them. So I think that is amazing. And I think that people should definitely check out what you do. Because <laughs> I, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy. You're, you're trying to communicate a message to your ideal clients and, and you've got blocks and fears and, and society. And I like to blame society and Henry VIII for everything, just so you know. Another time okay. I'll tell you why. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's an interesting story. Yes, well, it's a theory, okay? Um, but I think it's important that they have that support to help draw that out. Do you do anything else? Like if, say, a, a client couldn't you know, afford to have you come or you wanted to help somebody out, how would you get them past the, uh, the hurdles that maybe budget or any of these other restrictions would have? What would you tell them? Well, I mean, I do think that people should start making videos and start mm-hmm. putting content out there, value-based content. Just mm-hmm. value, like pretend like that person's there and you want to help them with one thing at a time and mm-hmm. just start doing it. And, um, and then you can graduate up because if you start doing it, you'll start making more money. Now, if, mm-hmm. another thing I tell people, if you don't have the time, you have the money. If you don't have the money, you should have the time. And if you don't have either, you're doing something really wrong. <laughs> I, and, love <laughs> <laughs> I love um, that. I love that. But it's, it, it's such the truth because, you know, then you should be, if, if you get to the point where you're like, I don't have time and I don't have money, then you should be talking, you should be valuing your business. You yeah. should be worrying about getting more leads in there. Yeah. But, I uh, yeah. But it, I mean, start out with that. Um, we do have a lot of information on creating those videos on our website, on Authentic Web, and on the podcast, I talk a lot about tactics, about creating videos, and the yeah. different types of videos, and the different things you need to address, so... I yeah, yeah, out there. That's the the Dow of marketing, the yeah. Dow of in Dow of inbound. The Dow I'm the worst at naming my. I'm like, hey, my name's Iron Garlic. That's not <laughs> tough enough, so I'm gonna make this a a, a Dao. But we're gonna pronounce it Dow of uh, inbound, which no one knows. Yeah. So, um, here we go. 
<laughs> I know. Well, my last name is McClanigan, so I felt bad for my children starting off. So they have three letter names, Amy and Sam, because it's hard to butcher those. <laughs> but it's only three letters now. Um, yeah, no. So how often do you do your podcast? I, five days a week, I have the five-minute podcast. And then oh, once wow. a week, I have interviews or a solo podcast. Um, I've been interviewing awesome people. And you haven't been on there yet. You need to be on it. Um, oh, well, I planned on doing it in Phoenix, and I just didn't do it. Uh, and uh, it's and yeah, once a week we have interviews with awesome people. I mean, I've had uh, uh, you know Ryan Dice on there. I have one of the lead developers from Citrix is a friend of mine. Um, yeah. Got to probably be having Gary Vaynerchuk on there. What? That's gonna of, be so fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, lots, of, lots of cool people. So, yeah. it, it, and a lot of people that you might not have heard of, but people I know have super high value. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and everyone oh. leaves. Yeah, everyone gives so much value on that, which I love. Uh, yeah. For me, I mean, even if I wasn't recording and giving it out to people, I get value out of it. Yeah. Like, wow, learning all this stuff. I know. Well, I do too. Talking to you, I remember I was doing a webinar interview with you, and you made a off the cuff comment about putting a video sitemap on your website, and I was like, "What is that?" And I thought that was one of the most important tips that you just and you have so many of these that you just give out so freely. So I really think that people need to go to your website. It's authenticweb.com. Am I correct? Yes, your your authenticweb.com or authenticweb.marketing. Okay. Authentic.marketing Authentic. or just Google Authentic Web. Authentic Web. Or, and I and Garlic, it's spelled like I A N. Garlic like the spice. Garlic like the spice. <laughs> and when is your, you can hear your podcast on iTunes, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you go to my site, iongarlic.com, you can sign up for the podcast and nice. also mindsets. And I'll blast you with spam. It's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Stories like, spam. Give me emails for me a day. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you know, it's funny because um, I'm happy that you're a guest here on the show, but I know that you were very inspirational even to this station. And Voice America is like, they've been in streaming radio forever. And they were the sponsor at the conference that you were the speaker. And they have taken a lot of stuff. And I've heard, Ian was so great. And Ian told us this. And he's, I'm going to make videos. I shouldn't talk in that tone. <laughs> They mean it nicely. <laughs> they were very inspired by you. And they're a radio station awesome. that does TV stuff. But now, you know, those tips, not only do you just give these tips, what it does is it helps us create new ideas on how we can use them. And it's amazing sharing. So I love that. I love you, it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you are seriously one of my favorite people. And I'm so Thank happy you. that you came up on here uh, today and we're sharing. <laughs> And I think that, uh, you know, if people can get a chance to see your keynotes, go to your website, listen to your podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I can't wait to see you soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. We're here live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your host, Jackie McClinigan, can't wait to bring you another show next week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.